I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey guys, welcome back to your Soul Sisters podcast. I'm Jesse Katz. Hey, I'm Dara Golub. And we are your hosts, as you hopefully well know. And if this is your first time tuning in. Yes. Welcome to the show. Welcome. We never shout out the new listeners. It's been a while, right? Sure. But hopefully there are some with each uh, every new time. episode. Yeah. Um, I think this one especially. I feel like. Could have some new ears. Definitely. I think. I mean, we touch on such a range of artists and a range of like eras that they're from. And this one is so new. So modern. So new. Yes. Marion Hill comes from the internet. Like pretty literally. Or the, the television. Well, you're right. Well, actually, probably most people have seen this uh, commercial online. <laughs> Well, that's true too, right? It all it all lives. If we want to just be real, everything's on the internet. Yeah, everything happens from there. But they put a song out and blew up, you know. Subsequently, from there, pretty easily and quickly, and now they are in an Apple commercial. And then it became the most Shazammed song in the country, and is still one of the most Shazam songs. Which I think makes like total sense later. as like a metric for what's popular. Yeah, sort of, because you have to be listening. You have to have your ears in the right places in very specific places for that to like make sense Mm -hmm. but yeah no it's it's I mean there's all these different now you know ways of measuring what's popular and I think that that's most shazammed is a logical one yeah um and like the shazam chart I don't know if that's what you call it that's sure shazam chart chart. Um, (laughs) it, it correlates pretty closely with like the billboard charts you know right now which we talked about with her I think Ed Sheeran is number one still mm-hmm. on the Billboard Hot 100, and he's the most Shazam song right now also. Um, anyway, so yeah, it catapulted them, and they're still riding that wave. Yeah. Um, it's They have a bunch of awesome music, and... Uh, jazzy, soulful, dancey. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, but but not, not our uh, usual 90s fair of late. So... Right. Yeah, this is a cool departure. Um, and Samantha is dope. So here you guys go. Uh, Samantha Gongle from Marion Hill. Thank you so much for letting me do this. <laughs> Thank you for making yeah, us feel justified for being uh, in a closet. <laughs> in an archive with you. closet. Yes. You're the first guest to request this. So. Oh my god! I don't know. I just saw Beauty and the Beast. Maybe there's something there. Yes. Oh my god! So you're having a bell moment. Yeah. What did you think of Beauty and the Beast? I mean, it's a classic. Right. It's a, like I enjoyed I, it. Yeah. I was I beaming every it. second. Totally. And actually, the ending was very, it was very sad. Yeah. You know, well, it, it's not sad. It ends up being very happy, of course, because it's Beauty and the Beast and it's a fairy tale, but 
They really tug on your heartstrings when oh, they all. I know. Sort of when, solidify. The <laughs> moment when all the animated objects know that they're about to like yeah. lose their soul. Yeah. And Mrs. Potts is calling for Chip. Ugh. I went with all my cousins and oh we my were God. just sobbing. It's adult yeah, cousins. that's what I'm saying. Adult cousins, adults, adult yeah. cousins from my age. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. it was really hard. I but then brother. I got really um angry at the end because the second the credits rolled, all my cousins left to no. go to the bathroom. And I was like, guys, but we haven't heard the Ariana John Legends cover <laughs> of Beauty and they're the like Beast yet. I'm out. And they're like out of there. And I was like sitting in there because it goes through all the so credits it's not before they the play cr- that really? song. It's like after the credits. You have to really and I, know. I just sat there. I was like, I'm not leaving until I hear this song. And I texted them. I was like, please come back inside the theater. That's and they never so did. funny. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, it comes like you really have to sit through it. You have yeah. to you know. At the very end. You have to know it's coming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't Insider. know? Insider. I know. I know. It's sort of like a. Yeah. No, that's funny. Dara doesn't have fond feelings about Beauty and the Beast. I don't. We've been working through this yeah. lately. Disney. Did you see Disney it? Disney classics. I haven't seen it. I haven't yeah. seen this. I don't even know if You've I've seen, seen it. Rich. Maybe. You know? Why don't you like it? I don't know. The Stupid. music hasn't. Did you say didn't maybe s- to having seen the original? Oh, it would have been a while ago. Probably. She didn't tell me this <laughs> the first, first time I came out. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have fun. I don't have memories of it, and the music yeah. just didn't stick with me. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. No, that's, that's okay. okay. That's okay. Yeah, I was just gonna say. <laughs> no, it's. Thanks, guys. Yeah, I mean, they're definitely you know some problematic. I say like. Yes, she's gender roles, of course. Yeah. And I mean, every there's all that stuff in in every Disney movie. It's like that's so yeah. fucked up. And all the parents <laughs> are dead. Yes. Yeah, one. it's always disturbing always if you think about Never it. Never a happy family. That's why Never. we're so fucked up, guys. Right. <laughs> Disney, thank you, right? Disney. <laughs> yes. Oh, this is very... Okay, we'll get to you in a second. No, but I just want to share this with I love you guys. this. <laughs> this it's is what totally we like cool. to talk about on the show. <laughs> Yesterday, um, our friend Jess was talking about whatever boy troubles that she's Mm. been having um i hope she listens to this and uh and she was like you know like i feel like guys grow up watching rom-coms like we do Mm -hmm. and they get the wrong message from it they think that all we want is this like romantic fairy tale relationship and sometimes girls just want to fuck too and that's so true the narrative has always been that rom-coms have destroyed girls for yeah. thinking that everything's going to be a fairy tale but mm. maybe they've given guys the wrong idea growing up and that like they think that we can't sometimes <laughs> just like want to have fun and not have a relationship whoa That's tricky right well I don't, yeah i don't know i mean because going in both that ways. direction is like a path that doesn't need to be explored like you know i don't think women wanting that is not being explored in rom-coms is like not a thing that I worry about. I don't know. You know? No, but I'm saying like like they are learning the wrong message from it. That we want romance and more than and, women and are chivalry. learning the wrong message from it. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's interesting. Anyway, okay. good for so, thought, guys. I have to think about that, right? Yeah. <laughs> that yeah, does yeah. bring me to your music, which I yes. find <laughs> because it is very much it's very sexy. Like Thanks. I think a lot mm-hmm. of it is. It's not just sexy in the in the way it sounds, which it is. It's <laughs> tremendously like it gets you in the mood and the grooves and the. I love all the sounds, the pops and the Thank snaps you. and the claps. It's a very like driving, funky, like jazzy sound. Yeah. But it's very sexy. The topics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of like bedroom and yeah you yeah. Know, yeah. Oh, not one night stands necessarily, yeah. but like casual fun, casual totally. sex. 
Totally. Yeah, thank you. My my other half, you're Jeremy, the is not here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you're if you're fed up with rom coms, come to Mary <laughs> yeah. Hill. <laughs> um, yeah, thank you. I um, do you and Jeremy write together? We do. Okay. We write melody and lyrics together, which a lot of people don't expect. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm kind of lucky to have found a writing partner who sort of. Um, who who approaches writing in the same way mm-hmm. um, and who is a champion of everything feminism. Sometimes I joke that he's a bigger feminist than I am. Good. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, it's really important that we always write from the perspective of a strong female character. Yeah. And um, What's the assumption my... made that you write the lyrics and he writes the Yeah, music? and I think also because Marion Hill is the name of well, would often be perceived. Yes, it is. It is not one person, but a lot of people think it's one person. Dara is a huge theater nerd. So I was waiting to see how long it would take her to bring up the music. Yeah, that was good. I'm proud of you. Not even. That's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) That's so impressive. Oh, I was Amaryllis. Yes. In sixth grade. Yeah. Yes. That's incredible. So you played Marion Peru. I did in eighth grade. Yeah, in yeah. Eighth grade. <laughs> in eighth grade. In this your middle school. I did. Yeah. And Jeremy played Harold Hill. Hill. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Were you guys friends you know? before then? Um, we were in choir together, I and mean, we kind of, I think, like we we knew each other, of course, but we didn't become friends until the Music Man. That's so what I cute. Like to say. Was there a little yeah. romance at the time? Like off stage music, the four one one. No, there wasn't. Okay. Any awkward <laughs> no, middle we school dance, yeah. slow dances together? <laughs> no, really, no. We've never been romantically involved other than in the Music Man right. <laughs> on stage in eighth grade. Probably very you helpful and part that. of the reason why you're yeah. able to do what you do now. Yeah, I think it's. Yeah, I think it's for the best. Yeah, I definitely think that's it's, great. Yeah. So, what else were you like musically then, uh, or non musically? But what was your vibe? Were you total musical theater nerd? You, you know, it's funny. I just, I knew that I loved singing, so I, I was a horrible actress, really. Um, really couldn't dance, and uh, but I just loved to sing. So musicals kind of were my outlet in school, along mm-hmm. with choir. And uh, But no, I was a huge pop head, and I loved Nora Jones. Okay. It was like all things top 40 and Nora Jones. That's funny. Sort of jazzy. Yeah, more. it was like. Especially I was, then. Totally. I was just discovering. And it's actually funny because I'm sure you sing, yeah. I'm assuming. But I also realized around that time that my voice really didn't suit musical theater. Um, ah. I didn't have that like belting, hit mm-hmm. that E flat and the whole, <laughs> yeah. you know, I was like, actually E flat was probably the highest I could go. But. That half step up was just super problematic. <laughs> yeah. And um, on my own, Les Mis was oh. like the audition song, but everyone did that. And so they were like, oh, you have to find another one. And I really couldn't because everything is in the stratosphere right. and super high. Was that a um, bummer to, to realize that it wasn't going to be your sweet spot? You know what? No. It was kind of liberating. I think at that time I knew that I was okay to pursue sort of, you know, the recorded aspect. And, yeah. Were you playing and instruments or? Not really. Studying? Not. Was there any piano lessons? Voice lessons? Yeah, not voice yet, actually. I was taking piano, mm-hmm. but I really didn't practice. I was so bad. Common tale. Totally. <laughs> I, I, and right, and like 10 piano years later, you're like, it you're was the kid. worst. Yeah. I know. It's and, miserable. And now I'm like, oh, I really should have studied theory right. I should know mm-hmm. what that is and it's yeah but you yeah, at least so have that annoying. foundation you know what chords are yeah exactly like I that. know yeah yeah I'm so curious to think about like what music was being digested by people who become great electronic artists because I imagine it wasn't that to start and yeah. at some point it 
diverges yeah right and you start putting out stuff that's very different from what you were taking in totally. growing up so like when did when did you start veering down that path yeah no it's actually funny because I was very scared of electronic music uh-huh. um kind of before Marion Hill I was writing my own stuff not very good it was sort of singer-songwriter uh-huh. um but I always responded to an authenticity in music and I always responded to melody first and the humanity and, and the rawness of vocals and for a long time I couldn't connect with that in electronic music and I knew it was cool and I knew I should love it but I just couldn't get there and I felt sort of left out and um, it wasn't until probably college so like probably like 2011 2012 um, that I really started to delve into it and then Jeremy um, introduced me to not or to sort of the stuff that was going on in the UK. So it was like mm-hmm. Disclosure, um, Aluna George was a huge influence at the time. Um, and together we sort of discovered our own brand of electronic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you were at NYU. I was. He was at Yale. Yeah. So you were just keeping in touch and sharing yeah. music back and forth, influences. Like, yeah. what, were you studying music? I was studying music business. Okay. So, great fallback. <laughs> um, Setting music business and writing a little bit yeah. and saying, oh, I wish I liked electronic music. Yeah, kind <laughs> of. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I, I know I should love this. I want to be cool. I want to, like, I want to be in the know and be going to these cool underground shows. I'm in New York. Why can't I get behind this? And uh, and slowly I, st- I started to, but it took me a long time. Yeah. yeah. Well, did you play with other musicians? Did you play, like, in your singer-songwriter style? Did you get out at all? I did. I played, yeah, I performed at the Bitter End. Okay. Um, yeah, way back in the day. You hear that a lot. Yeah? A lot yeah. of people start there. It's, yeah, it's so funny. I walked by the other day and got very nostalgic. Yeah. <laughs> it was really so Who's bad. just? Lisa. Vanessa. Lisa Loeb. Oh. Oh. Yeah. And Vanessa Carlton. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Everett, it's a New York institution. It's so iconic. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh so God, you played, so what kind of music was that? Oh, my God. Actually, some of it's probably still on YouTube, which is embarrassing. Oh, nice. And I shouldn't actually no, it's good for the say that out yeah. loud. <laughs> <laughs> Go find yeah, it, guys. You do, yeah. you do a deep dive. <laughs> um, but yeah, it had some of it had sort of jazzy influences. The song I wrote called The City is probably the blueprint for my own personal uh, style. Uh-huh. How did you write on your own? Piano, usually, okay. and guitar. But I, I was bad. I only knew cliches, and I, I couldn't get out of, like, the, the G, E minor, D, C. <laughs> it's, like, every pop chord ever. I'm still um, stuck there. Yeah. On my own personal. Yeah, I'm trying. Thing. Yeah, totally. <laughs> totally, totally. And then um, what was your thinking when you got out of college? What were you imagining for your career? Yeah, so I was going to move to L.A. and be a top liner. Um, so in, in school, I worked with a couple producers, and... Um, it just for my own project and it didn't totally feel right something just wasn't gelling I liked it I liked writing it but I knew that I didn't necessarily want to sing that at the time um so I was like let me take some time to figure out what my own sound is I'm going to move to LA write for other people and pursue it that way and uh that didn't happen (laughs) what happened instead yes so I mean how were you prepared for the kind of hustle I mean it seems like you guys kind of like bypassed the crazy hustle and the like struggle. Yeah, I mean, correct me well, if I'm wrong. Well, does it feel yeah. like that? Yeah, is that it right? It might not feel like that. You know, it's funny. In some ways, it absolutely does. Like you hear about bands. I almost think less so a little bit now with with the internet because you can release a song and 
you know, well, overnight that you have an audience. You? It yeah. is. It is. Um, and for some people, I think there are varying degrees. I think it happens quicker for some people and, um, and not so much for others. But yeah, with Whiskey, we released it. And it's funny because I didn't even want to release it. <laughs> Why? Because I was just coming around to this glossier pop world. And I was like, I don't know what this sounds like. I like it. But... <laughs> You need to tune the vocals. You need to do something really? to it. You yeah. want, like, this is fire. Oh, my God. I, like, I really, I, I loved it, but I didn't know what it was. I was like, no one's going <laughs> to like this except for us. I don't know what you're doing. Because uh-huh. um, it wasn't your world, yeah. that kind of music. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Well, it was so simple. Like it was my world, which is funny. It had Everything that I loved about it, it was simple. It allowed me to really sing. It had mm-hmm. jazz influence. It was soulful. And I was still like, no, you can't release this. And he was like, you're insane. I'm going to put it out there. I don't care what you think. You're welcome. Like, right. Yeah, exactly. Four years later. Thank you. Simplicity is really clutch in that genre, though. Yeah. Right? I'm thinking about it. I mean, fuck, look at Chainsmokers. Their songs are so yeah. simple. Yeah. Like Closer, Paris. Totally. I, and I I actually think I really am a fan of your songs and I have different thanks. feelings about Chainsmokers. Um, so I'm not <laughs> making that comparison, no, but totally. I'm just thinking about how I think it, it helps in some way. Yeah. And yeah. I and I should clarify, too. I think there are different types of I, I was talking about it was the music was so minimal. Yeah. I should. Um, yeah. So I, I was scared of that. I was scared. of. What were you scared would have happened? Like, why weren't you like, whatever? I don't care. Why were you against it? I was I was just afraid. I was like afraid of blogs. I was afraid they're going to be like. Which is stupid because they probably just wouldn't have responded if they hated it. But I was, I was afraid that people would be like, as soon as you get out of the gate, this is terrible. Wow. You know, go back to obscurity. Yeah, that's funny. I guess that's true. Like, if if you're not big yet, no one will take the time to hate on you. Right. Right. Exactly. But I was so freaked out. Like, this is our one shot, one shot. out of nowhere, yeah. and they're gonna hate it. And mm-hmm. was Jeremy was thinking it. like this could this could do what it's what it actually did or was he just like ah I'm just gonna take a stab in the dark who I, knows you know it's funny Jeremy is generally much more confident than I am um but he had high hopes for it but certainly not the degree right you can't to which it has been <laughs> yeah yeah totally oh so to go back to your question I yes yeah, so we released the song and it did really well and exceeded expectations um but, I mean, it's been a couple of years now, and I think we've definitely had moments of excitement and a lot of buzz, I would say, around I would say around the release of Got It and Lips. It was on a steady trajectory. And mm-hmm. then um, 
steady upward trajectory. And then some time passed and we released Act One and it kind of did its thing, but it didn't really exceed expectations that was in, in that 2016. way. Yeah, okay. that was June of last year. Okay. And then um, a couple months later, the Apple commercial Apple. happened. All right, so let's talk about it. Well, okay. You're so not ready? you feel like, right, because <laughs> Apple has certainly put you on a different stratosphere. That's yeah. fair to say. Yeah, yeah. But you had label interest out of the gate in 2013 with whiskey. Uh, yeah, we did. Right, yeah, which yeah. is just something that, I mean, so I just want to finish the question of, like, were you prepared out of college to say, I want to go to L.A. and write, I mean, to conceive the difference yeah. of the kind of work that that is with the kind of, like, magic of, like, song on the internet, labels hitting you yeah. up. Like, that's just an insane thing. It was so strange. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I, I had no idea. I mean, truly, yeah, I was going to move to L.A., and then Jeremy rented an apartment in New York, and I was like, all right, I'm going. This was a fun song. He's like, you're not leaving. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm, I'm going to go. <laughs> and then I just never, Did I you, never went. You never I moved went. to New York. That is some confidence, though, you know? Yeah. It yeah, was... our, like, instinct and, like, not wanting to kill your own momentum. Yeah, exactly. But there was no I momentum. Think... You know, it had no. to come from, it was, like, born out of, like, putting something online and blogs responding which yeah. I think is even different now like I totally. feel like but I think a feeling can be momentum okay like yeah. recording a song and feeling like yeah okay right like this yeah. is a this song is this can be a thing work off of. Right. like if I up and leave then and that's not, what then we don't have more yeah. yeah yeah but but I mean admittedly I stayed due to the early success of it right. because if people you know Hadn't sort responded. of right exactly I would have been like all right see ya yeah. that's great that was really fun, but because gonna... wasn't the beginning um, success on Hype Machine? It was right. It was like before Spotify really. Yeah, and it got to like number nine. Is what it was. Yeah, it totally. Was. We had like twenty thousand plays on Whiskey, and that was insane for us. Yeah, yeah. On SoundCloud. Amazing. On SoundCloud. On SoundCloud. Yeah, that's like it's different even now, yeah. four years later. Totally yeah. different. Wow. Yeah. Are you ready? Okay, us? sure. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> um. So. Okay. I want to put this in perspective, this, like, crazy Shazam success that you had with Down from the Apple commercial. So the number one song in the country right now is um, uh, Ed Sheeran's Shape of You. Of okay? course. So right now that song has <laughs> about 9 million Shazams. The number two song after that right now on the Hot 100 is Bruno Mars's That's What I Like, mm-hmm. which only has 1.7 million Shazams. Okay. You guys to date have 3.3 million. Nice. So, yeah, Ooh, you are still maintaining. Because when did this originally <laughs> happen? In January? Yeah, the commercial, the commercial happened commercial in January. Okay. Yeah. yeah, mid-January. So people are still, probably every minute that we're alive, <laughs> being like, what is that amazing song? Right. And wanting to Thank find you. you guys. So I'm curious to know what Shazam actually translates into for you. Do you yeah. think it, it, it translates into more streaming? And sale? Like, do you um, feel that? Well, it's actually funny. So I can probably talk about this, but a little secret uh-huh. is um, radio likes Shazam okay. a lot. Um, they use it as a metric to sort of gauge how reactive mm, your song is. Interesting. So that was a huge factor in getting down. So I've heard. Radio play. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Because it's totally out of left field. It's not anything that you would expect to hear on the radio, uh-huh. especially pop radio. Uh-huh. Um, there have been previous you know like royals has been you know yeah things, right it's things that you wouldn't expect gold way. yeah yeah um but so shazam was wow. great it was super instrumental for that yeah um 
That makes sense. What is everyone? No, totally. Yeah. 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 I mean, the success that, that it's not surprising, the level of success that's come Thank from you. an app. I mean, yeah. you know? Right. Well, it, I mean, it has, it was very unexpected, though, because I think, like, we were growing up in the age of when those ads just came out, and it was very iconic, and you had, I mean, they broke careers, like Feist. Mm-hmm. Um, but they hadn't been as... Um, yeah, that's a good point. I don't remember. Yeah, it hasn't happened in a recent. while. Yeah. Um, so we were so we were cautiously optimistic, and uh, yeah. And so how did the commercial come about? Um, we have we have sort of known showcases. Each other. Yeah, we you guys did that with parlor tricks, right? Showcases. Yeah, were you like play in front of people who could possibly place you in commercials? Yeah, I think if stuff? you have a if you have a like you know booking agent and yeah people. we have a team of people who are trying to make these relationships all the time that's totally. like their job it's actually interesting yeah yeah so we've we've done a couple showcases but this we've known we knew someone from apple who reached out actually before we were signed oh wow um about lips funnily enough mm-hmm. and then um some opportunities came up here and there but it wasn't the right time it wasn't the right song and um and then it happened with down so it was a, it was a long process yeah um, i just love thinking about who are these people who work in these places who are like the cool people it's like that's a song that needs to blow up it's such a good job it's such a cool <laughs> job especially yeah. when the person's good at it you know totally. it's like that's a song that's not plucked from obscurity but it's a more yeah. well, unusual kind of, song yeah. yeah and now it's now it's the vibe that yeah. people are like jamming out to and that's just such a cool tastemaker totally role. and that yes, song had yeah. bigger success than the product that it was selling right? <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't it those wireless earbuds? maybe i actually have that <laughs> everybody I have with me i do okay. i do i guess they, i shouldn't ask you to comment on that don't <laughs> comment on that i love no they that was actually my opinion, not yours. <laughs> well have you tried them actually i have not I okay have not. well it's funny because a lot of people are like like there's no way that they work those are crazy right. they fall out <laughs> And especially with that dance thing. It's the dance thing. Like, yeah. oh, like, <laughs> right. It's really good. It's like, it's don't hot. try this at home. Yeah. Right. yeah. Um, no, but they actually, I mean, I'm careful with them, but I, they haven't fallen out yet. Okay. Like, okay. The quality good is great. There you go. Yeah, so you can stand Apple. behind them. <laughs> I can. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I actually genuinely can. Yeah. yeah. They're cool. Um, how did the collaboration with Lauren from Fifth Harmony happen? So that's a big coup. Yeah. That was. Fifth Harmony is huge at Billboard. Just by yeah. speaking the words Fifth Harmony <laughs> on this Harmony. podcast, this is going to be like the biggest episode we ever had. That's probably. <laughs> that's probably true. Thank you to our <laughs> fans. Um, yeah, it was crazy. Very unexpected. Um, so she was she mentioned us in an interview with Ryan Seacrest. And I, In I what context? Telling, yeah, I love telling the story because <laughs> it was right around the time The Purpose came out, okay. the Bieber record. And everyone in the group at the time, Ryan was like, oh, what are you into right now? And literally everyone was like, Oh, I'm super into Justin Bieber. I'm a huge Bieber <laughs> fan. This record and Lauren out of nowhere is like, "Yeah, that's great." And Marion Hill, <laughs> and Whoa. everyone's like, "What, the f- <laughs> what are you talking about?" Wow. And Ryan Seacrest is like, "I have no idea who they are." I mean, he's like flipping through his paper. He's like, "I'm gonna have to check them out." <laughs> yes, dumping um, Ryan. That's totally. so great. <laughs> Do you know what it was from that she had become a fan? Um, I. Th- I think she mentioned one time. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know how she found it. Actually, I should ask her. I don't remember what it was, how she recently I found you us. first from Spotify. It's from a random playlist. Okay. So I wonder, I mean, 
you know it might have it might have been spotify yeah, yeah. yeah i should actually i should ask her that'd yeah. be a good thing next time we hang out <laughs> how did you find us i love um, that song so much by the way one time thank you like one of my favorite songs thank yeah. you so much yeah one I, that number gets old performing yeah, yeah. it's a good. fan favorite and how it's is it going to a fan favorite? Does it make you want to kill yourself? You know, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. yeah. How was the transition uh, from making this music to having to learn to perform it and doing live shows, touring? Um, yeah, that's a really that's a really good question. It was really hard um, for me. I I never it's funny. I never loved performing. Truthfully, even when I was doing my own stuff, I could at least hide behind a guitar or piano. But I never loved doing that. I loved singing. But I didn't quite know how to how to translate these songs that I was passionate about writing into into a live performance. And there's a lot of space in our music, yeah. and that also scared me. Um, it's very naked. It's the two of you. Well, it is. and is the sax player always with you? He's always with us live, except for when we play down. Um, there are a couple <laughs> songs he's not on, <laughs> so it's it's funny. Um, but still, that's very sparse. That's yeah, very yeah, naked. it's very sparse. And our music is also it's it's very confident it's very sexy mm-hmm. and a lot of times it's like I, I kind of joke that Marion Hill needs to be my alter ego because it's very I'm not picking up men in bars every <laughs> night you know um it's, so that sounds like a good way to think about it yeah, yeah. It's like you can get up there and have a persona mm-hmm. totally you know and you rock it I don't know how much your style has evolved or how much that's been important to you to like find the right look and yeah it, it's still evolving Thanks. Yeah. And it's it's still hard. And I think people hear the music and they expect a lot of different things. Um, You're back to blonde. We'll I'm say, back by to the blonde. Way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great. Yeah. I had to go brunette for a while to explore it. Um, but yeah, so it was really hard and it's still developing. And it's sort of like I don't want to be like stripping on stage, but there does need to be some element of uh, a sort of sensuality to it. Sensuality. Um, yeah. I think you've got the performance. So you know down it's really Thanks. because there is a lot of um expression coming from you and also from jeremy he's like for a synth you know yeah he's super he's synth pads yeah, yeah he yeah. really puts a lot of his body into it he does so it's like yeah that's helpful it is helpful yeah because it feels like i like that you're trying to do <laughs> no, he does. with your mind kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> i don't think any of us could really imitate yeah no I know. Fired. For those of you listening, we are in this beautiful, yes, beautiful library yeah, closet. Is great Beauty and the Beast. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it allows me to um, to play off of him too, which is really nice. Yeah, yeah. Are you but, guys yeah, it's hard. It right now, What's we happening? are going on tour in May. Okay. May twenty second, we're opening our tour at Brooklyn Steel. Yes, I haven't yeah. been there me yet. Either. Me neither. It's cool. Yeah, I've better be I've cool heard Brooklyn Steel. <laughs> I know it's super new. <laughs> Isn't LCD Sound System playing there like five, oh, five oh, nights yes, or something? Yes, yes. Yep, that's dope. Crazy. Yeah. Super crazy. How um, long are you going to be on the road for? About three weeks. Okay. So it's not too long. Uh-huh. Um, we're doing East Coast, West Coast, a little bit of the Midwest. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that, I think Is this your biggest any... tour so far? No, we did a headlining tour of Act One in the fall of last okay, year. Right, right. Um, and we hit a couple more cities. And then I think we're going to go on tour again in the fall. How do you oh, like we'll touring? I like touring. I really like touring. And the more that I play, I, I sort of, the more confident I become. Exactly. And, of course. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so the more we do it, I feel like the better I am. So I don't like That's too great. much time off. Yeah. Um, and I really like traveling. 
I'm sort of nice. comfortable and, and moving right now. I don't know. I feel very unsettled when I'm at home for too oh, long. That's funny. That's a perfect yeah. match then right now. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Right yeah. Me, like, yeah. yeah. I'm like, put me on the road. Yeah. <laughs> Send where, me away. <laughs> where is home these days? It's New York. It is. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So LA hasn't gotten me yet. <laughs> yeah. Yet. I'm sure you'll have to do your time at some point. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Every time we go out there, I'm like, oh some point I've got like, to make what are we move, doing in this stupid weather yeah I know yeah. Well, it's been so mild so I feel like That's I can't true. even complain yeah springtime in New York is the time yeah, yeah. like give yeah. me a reason to go to LA and right, I can't exactly. even yeah. complain about the weather I'm just wait till August the rain. So it's disgusting yeah seriously escape. when it's like 90 and gross yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. no All that's right. so true <sighs> This is awesome. Come to LA. Yeah, yeah, cool. Thanks, Lady. Yeah, appreciate you you stopping by. Yeah, Yeah, congratulations on everything. Thank you. I really appreciate it. It's really fun. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.